Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Savor Thy Flavor. I am your hostess, Rasan Emmanuel, and I've decided to do an episode about street food. So what do you personally know about street food and what have been some of your experiences with it? I am sure that as you listen to this episode that some things will come to mind. Perhaps I will ignite some good memories for you. I know that I certainly probably more than likely am going to do so for myself as well as I recall some of the moments where I've had some really, really good street food and sometimes there have been moments where the food was not so good. So here's a little background for you in regards to street food and how I first began enjoying it. As a child, I would frequent fairs and festivals because my parents would set up and have booths at these types of events. And so I remember being awakened at a very early hour to, um, you know, they would have to get the car loaded with everything and then we would set out and, you know, they would go to whatever location the fair was going to be and have to set up their tables, their tent and all kinds of stuff. And us kids were just like along for the ride. And so oftentimes it was, you know, the early mornings, obviously there was really nothing being offered in terms of food. And I just, oh my gosh, I looked forward to when the first booth was open and was ready to serve their food. Like, because that's probably one of the things I really, really enjoyed about like street fairs and carnivals and different festivals was the food. And gosh, it's been a long time since I've been to, you know, any type of festival like that because I live in the mountains and it just really doesn't happen that much up here. However, there is something coming up this spring that I may attend. It sounds like it could be a good time, so I may do that. But back in the day, it was a very frequent thing, especially, you know, in my childhood. So I remember... One of the things that's really coming to mind is the funnel cake. Come on now. Whenever there's like a carnival or a street fair, there's always somebody that's going to be selling funnel cakes. And I used to really, really love those things back in the day. I used to be fascinated with watching them make the funnel cake. If, you know, you could see, because sometimes there was like this, you know, like a food truck style thing set up. You couldn't see inside. But like if it was at a street fair and they had everything out and they were just like, you know, set up under a tent, you could see them dispensing the dough into that hot oil and forming that funnel cake. And mm, that smell was just on point. What is it about fried food? Just that smell that gets you like it just you could not even be hungry. And when you smell fried food, I don't know about you, I'm speaking for myself. Whenever I smell it, it's like, mmm, it like just makes you makes you hungry. And it's like, okay, you're not really smelling anything but but oil, some type of fat, you know. But the funnel cake had a very distinct smell, I will say. So you I could definitely, you know, and, and maybe you smelled it too. So, you know, we're vibing right here about the funnel cake. Obviously, it had like a hint of vanilla and just like fried dough. Just dough. And I would stand there and watch that thing fry. And then they would take that little scooper and like pull it out of the oil, put it on 
most of the time it was like a paper plate is what I remember and uh, sprinkled it with like powdered sugar sometimes or cinnamon and sugar shoot there were a bunch of different toppings you could get in a funnel cake you could get like chocolate syrup or like strawberries sometimes they would put fruit on top whatever pretty much you know and even the funnel cake didn't really need toppings to me personally maybe just a little bit of powdered sugar was good enough but funnel cake so that's the first street food that just honestly came up in my soul and I'm like "Mm, yes the funnel cake was the bomb and it's interesting because actually there was uh There is, I don't know if they'll be here this year, but there is this little traveling carnival that comes through our little mountain town and sets up, and uh, they had funnel cakes, but I, I, you know, I haven't had a funnel cake in years. I am very, hmm, what's the word? Definitely involved in terms of what I eat and where I eat from, so this particular traveling carnival their food booths did not look very sanitary and so I was not going to get a funnel cake but if I had the opportunity I will say to to have to enjoy a funnel cake at a festival that you know from a booth from people that I feel are (laughs) what's the word because it's kind of tricky with street food you you know, these people have to have licenses and stuff, <clears throat> pardon me, or at least they're supposed to, but I really just analyzed the situation. Now, as a kid, I didn't care what was going on. You just, if I was hungry, I was like, okay, I'll just get a funnel cake or a hot dog, whatever from wherever. But now I think twice, but I would absolutely, yes, I would enjoy a funnel cake again if I could, you know, have a good one. So that's definitely the first one that came to mind. And then, of course, tacos. Can we talk about tacos in general? So that's probably one of the most common street foods, you know, is like the taco. I've watched so many different, you know, shows like little videos on YouTube. And there's a show that was hosted by Mark Weens. Mark Weens. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Mark Weens. Uh, he's a gentleman who has traveled the world and been to so many places and had so many different types of food. And he now actually has a show on, oh dear, I think it's HBO. Don't quote me on that. And I didn't, I wasn't prepared to, to verify that, but either way, oh no, actually it looks like it's, yeah, it's HBO. So look him up. It's called Food Affair with Mark Weens. Uh, the reason why I brought him up is because He's had so many tacos from so many places. And every time I watch an episode of someone eating a street taco, there is nothing like that because it's just, I can so relate. I've had so many tacos in general from different street vendors. Again, growing up as a child being, you know, pretty much out in the streets a lot. Uh, We were rarely home as a family. We were always out doing something, eating somewhere. Um, And like I said, I spent a lot of times at fairs and festivals. And so tacos was definitely a staple. Back then, of course, you know, I wasn't really fond of spicy food, um, but I've since evolved and I love spicy food now. And actually, 
If you haven't already listened to the episode titled Things Are Getting Hot, I invite you to listen to it because I talk about, you know, kind of like my evolution with spicy food. Um, And yeah, but I love a good spicy taco. What about you? Are you one who enjoys tacos and have you had good street tacos? So I'm thinking right now, okay, so the first one that's coming to mind is one that is available here in my town and it's really good. And they have one particular taco that's called the Hippie Crack Taco and it's their vegetarian taco and it has basically like red potatoes, poblano peppers, um some type of uh well they have pico on it obviously uh there's like some type of like creamy sauce they put on there it's just really good so and it's been a while since i've even had one of those because i often make tacos at home and that is primarily due to the fact that my husband loves tacos okay so i'm gonna pause right here and talk about that for just a second while we're in the subject of tacos because my husband can eat tacos every day like literally if that was all I was going to serve him for like an entire week he wouldn't get tired of tacos and I I think it's just hilarious I'm happy that he enjoys tacos that much but and I definitely give a variety whenever I make them so when I make tacos at home I make them out of like you know black beans Uh, there's this black bean mix that I make and it's it resembles ground beef when it's done and it actually even has kind of the drier texture so I make black bean tacos lentil tacos believe it or not if you've ever had a lentil taco you know right on you kind of know what I'm talking about but I really make a good lentil taco and then of course just with like all the toppings like you know pico fresh pico um salsa I make a really spicy chili de arbol saucy salsa um saucy hey it could be called a saucy I like to put a spin on names sometimes but um but yeah so we eat tacos you know frequently here at home but when it comes to eating them out I've definitely I gotta say I've had some good tacos now there there was this other spot okay technically that doesn't count as street taco because it's an actual restaurant but bottom line I've had some good tacos and that's a very common form again of street food and let's think of another form of street food so obviously this varies around the world I mean and I have yet to travel the world I haven't really done a lot of traveling personally uh, but I feel like I'm traveling when I watch these shows you know of these people who do travel all around the world and experience different flavors and you know different restaurants and I feel as though I'm right there with them so I have virtually okay traveled around the world and enjoyed many many dishes just by watching these shows and tuning in to the frequency of that situation and feeling as if I am actually right there eating the same thing so that's kind of a hack um you know perhaps you you listening you may have traveled the world and maybe you've had some awesome food or maybe you have yet to travel or maybe you have no desire to travel and you just like staying local and uh you know I would just encourage you to if you feel led to you know explore the different street foods 
around the world because it actually can be fun to just witness people eating different things. But then there are also, there's there's like there's some things that are just strange. I will say when it comes to street food, I was watching. I believe it was Mark Wiens, one of his episodes, and he was, so there was like, I think he was in China, yes, he was in China, and this was recently that I watched it, I don't know when it was filmed, but there was like this big trough of chicken feet, and I think they said they were pickled, and he said they were kind of cold, and I was like, okay, that does not sound good at all, chilled, pickled, chicken feet mm. all right and I'm not saying mm, as in mm, I'm like mm. thinking twice about that like I always think of situations where like what if I was you know in another country and because people are just you know especially when it comes to food people enjoy being hospitable and offering their food that they really like to someone else it's a means it's just a way to communicate like you know, I welcome you here, um, be my guest, you know, it's just hospitable to offer food. But when it comes to eating things that you've never had, that you really have no desire to try, how do you, <laughs> how do you politely reject some type of food that you don't really, you don't vibe with? Have you ever been in a situation where somebody has offered you something and you're like, "Mm, I don't really want to take this. And the question is, did you take it just to be, quote, nice? Or were you able to politely refuse in some way? I've definitely had to do that before. And, you know... Because I put myself in that situation. If I offered somebody something, for example, like a lentil taco. If if I offered somebody who typically eats nothing but meat tacos, okay, be it ground beef, chicken, pork, whatever. And all of a sudden I come up to this person, I'm like, hey, you, should, you know, I'd like you to try my lentil taco. They may at first be a little bit reluctant to do so because in their head they're thinking, okay, lentil taco, like, that does not even sound good. Because back in the day, honestly, if somebody had given me a lentil taco when I was eating a lot of meat and just, you know, a lot of fast food and just a lot of junk, I would have thought to myself, there's no way that this taco can actually taste good made out of lentils. Because for one, I didn't really eat lentils back then. And two, how do you make lentils into a taco? So I would be a little bit hesitant. So... I feel like if I offer somebody something and, you know, they don't really want it, which I've never really had, well, maybe on a few occasions because somebody didn't eat gluten or whatever, you know, people have said, oh, no, I'm sorry, you know, I can't eat it. And that's fine. I don't feel like it didn't make me feel any way. Like I didn't feel rejected or anything. It was just like, okay, I respect this person's flavor preferences or dietary restrictions. I'm not going to force you to take it. But um yeah so it could probably be a little bit awkward in those situations where somebody's offering you something particularly in a foreign country uh, something that you typically would not eat that's just food for thought think about how you would handle that or if you've experienced something like that i would love to hear about it so feel free to leave like you know a little a comment um you can 
I don't know. I don't think you can leave comments on this podcast. I think there's a question at the bottom or there's a little section somewhere. I've seen it before. Questions, Q&A. What did you think about this podcast? You can leave me a little comment there and I'll see it. Otherwise, you can feel free to connect with me on social media on Instagram at Rasan Emmanuel. And that's a great way to connect. Plus, you can see some of my food. I do have some lentil tacos in a reel there that you would be able to see. But um, yeah, I'd like to hear your feedback. Just about that. So yeah, when it comes to traveling, there are so many different types of street food. I've seen people um, in other countries that partake of like scorpions, grilled scorpions on sticks, other insects. Um, oh my gosh, I've seen some things on TV that I know for a fact I would never try in person. And when I'm thinking back, I'm bringing it back to America, because <laughs> yeah, I'm not necessarily gonna explore other countries in this episode with street food because I don't have a lot of knowledge on that. That could be an interesting episode at another time, but I'd have to do some research and just, you know, speak on what I think about different street foods without tasting it, just by looking and reading, looking at photos and reading about it. I'll see. Maybe I'll consider doing an episode on that. But bringing it back to America and street food that I've personally experienced, obviously the burrito is another one. Burritos are and have, you know, commonly been um, street food, at least where I grew up. Pardon me, in Denver, Colorado. And I do speak about this in another episode. Again, if, if this is your first time listening or you just haven't heard any other episodes <laughs> yet, um, go back and listen to the episode titled Fast Food Confessions. I speak of burritos there. I also speak about burritos in the episode titled The Blessed Burrito. And The Blessed Burrito is one of my signature culinary creations that, um, gosh, I've rolled thousands of blessed burritos for people. And if you'd like to hear more about that story, you can definitely listen to that episode at your convenience. But back to the burrito being a street food. So I'll just briefly share with you one of the stories I share in one of those episodes. And it was just about, you know, when I was a kid and there was this lady and she would, you know, go around with this little styrofoam, um, cooler, attached to like one of those grocery cart those little compact grocery cart things I don't know I don't really see people with those uh it was just something that she had anyways she sold burritos on the streets and those were some of the they were really good burritos okay they were simple they were not very fat nothing like a chipotle burrito or anything I think she sold them for like a dollar 25 but I enjoyed those And again, you can hear more in detail if you go back and listen to those episodes that I just recommended. But burritos, the reason why I'm so fond of burritos is because there are so many different types. And for me personally, I mean, I grew up really enjoying just bean and cheese burritos. And then I've evolved to, you know, now liking green chili. And I don't eat as many burritos now as I used to, even though I still do make the blessed burrito um, for people here in my town. But, uh, yeah, burritos. What do you think of burritos? Do you like them? Do you, you know, eat them a lot? I 
Gosh, I haven't had a Chipotle burrito in a second. That's another burrito that I really enjoy. Technically, okay, it's not a street food, but I will say this about Chipotle. They have their line system down. Like the way they make those burritos, I just can't figure out how they roll them so tight. Um, It's quite fascinating because there's so many ingredients that go inside and then they're all super fat. Like they're they're master rollers as well. I will tell you, I am a master roller because <laughs> I've rolled, like I said, thousands of burritos, and I have it down to a T in terms of how I do it, my technique, and how quickly I can roll a certain amount of burritos. <clears throat> but anyway, so burritos is another street food that I've enjoyed. Let's talk about hot dogs because that's another one that comes to mind. Everybody's had a Well, not everybody. Okay, maybe you haven't, or maybe you have. But most people in America, if you're a meat eater, have had a hot dog at some point in time from like a street cart or something, or like at a festival or a fair. And I am thinking of some, oh my gosh, I've had so many hot dogs growing up from like street vendors. Um... And for me, what made a really good street, like, hot dog, okay, granted, here's the thing about a hot dog, because you can make it very unique, in a sense, with, depending on what toppings you decide to put on it, but it's really about the quality of the hot dog, it really is, um, Certain hot dogs are a blend of just every type of meat, pork, beef. They'll put whatever they can. And those are like, (laughs) most of the time, those are the cheap, you know, hot dogs that you can get. And I do remember having some of those uh, from street vendors, particularly the ones who cooked them in water. So uh, now that I'm thinking around, I'm like, oh my gosh, I ate that. But as a kid, again, I was just like, I'm hungry. Yes, I will take one of your hot dogs. Thank you. There was this one cart in downtown Denver, and this guy um, worked it. it. I don't know if it was his cart, but he worked this hot dog cart. And I just remember getting a hot dog from him, and it was like the color of it was not appealing. It was more on the gray side versus like the the good kind of like reddish pink color of a good hot dog. It was like gray. And it was because it had been sitting in water for a while. And so the flavor of it was like just mush. It really didn't have a flavor. It tastes like water. You know, it was a water dog. Have you ever had a water dog? You know, a hot dog that's just overcooked in water and it takes away the flavor. And whether or not the hot dog had flavor originally before it was boiled um to no return that is a contributing factor but the point is this dude's hot dogs were not on point and then there were those who actually had really good hot dogs i am thinking um of this hot dog cart that used to set up outside of a home depot and i really enjoyed those they were really good they didn't just have hot dogs either they had smoked sausages and hot links, I think, as well. Um, and they were just really good because they actually grilled them right there. So they were not <laughs> they were not in water. I'll have to do another episode just about hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that being one of the American staples, you know, like 
a lot of people eat hot dogs. We think of America, a lot of people think of hot dogs and hamburgers. And uh, I've had some hot dog experiences. But when it comes to street food, definitely you can find some good hot dogs. It's funny because my husband and I went to New York for the first time in the summer of 2019. We went to this hot dog cart. And uh, it just... It wasn't, it wasn't what I expected it to be. I think I was expecting, oh, New York hot dog is going to be so good. Mm. And it just was not. And then on top of that, the guy who was running this stand was not friendly at all. He was just not. Um, yeah, because we got a cup of lemonade. I think it was lemonade with the hot dog as well. And it was gross. <laughs> and yeah. That's the other thing. Here's the thing about street food. When you find a cart or a stand, you know, at a, bo- a booth at a festival or whatever, and somebody's serving food, it makes a big difference if the people serving the food actually are doing it with some type of genuine joy. Because otherwise, it's kind of like, you know, they're just trying to feed people and they're just, and I get it, you know, it can get busy and sometimes people just get in their flow and it's not like they can, you know, just go over the top with being friendly. But there is always a way to show common courtesy and hospitality to those you're serving. If you're in the food game, that's a must to me. I feel like when someone serves food to you, it's not just about the food, it's about the service, you know, which makes me pose the question to you, you know, with street food, do you recall any moments where you've actually had great service with, you know, getting the street food from that cart or from that booth? I will tell you this, because as I'm asking you that question, I'm thinking of, there was a stand that was set up, and okay, it wasn't a stand actually, it was a truck. These people rented a U-Haul, and I think it was actually a U-Haul truck, and they literally had this huge grill and like a smoker, and it was a husband and wife, and we just happened to be, and this was actually in Aurora, Colorado. Um, we were paying a visit down there and we pulled over cause we saw a sign that said barbecue. And I was like, Oh my goodness, that sounds good. And this was a few years ago. And so we pull over and we get out. And first of all, I'm just amazed that these people like, I mean, they literally rented this truck to set up their smoker and their grill and they were serving some really good barbecue. But not only was their food good, they were actually really, really friendly people. They were so hospitable and genuinely kind. The wife was taking the orders and the husband was on the grill and at the smoker, you know, putting the food together. And she would like, she was serving sides. So they were working as a team and they were a dynamic duo. And the flavors of their food was actually really good. So that was an experience where I was both pleased with the food, the quality, the presentation, just their personality, that what they were doing was just, and their prices as well, like the portions that these folks were given for the price they were asking was like, yeah, that's right on. And they actually had, you know, a line of people, people were pulling over, getting some barbecue, and it was just a wonderful, it was just a wonderful experience. So barbecue is another common street food and uh besides that particular barbecue truck I'm trying to think if there's any other I know I've had barbecue other places but in terms of anything else that stood out 
that's the only one right now. I'm not going to dig too deep. Um, and I'm thinking of now another, another street food that's common that I've personally had. Hmm. Oh my goodness. Can we talk about the huge turkey legs that you get at like fairs and festivals? I used to love those as a kid. And it's funny because I was this little girl holding this big turkey leg and I've seen many other children do this as well because they're so big like even an adult eating one of those it's it looks massive but I liked those the big turkey legs they were really good I can't say that I would eat a whole one but I did my best I got close many times and along with that I'm thinking right behind it is corn because at fairs and stuff there would be booths that would just sell nothing but corn and they would have like the little squirt bottle of butter and different seasonings they'd set out. Some of them would set out some just regular old Lari's seasoning salt. Um, some of them had other things like garlic powder, um, paprika, um, chili powder, and different things like that. But have you ever had some street corn? Because that's delicious. Street corn. Mm-hmm. And the smell when you walk past a booth that's selling corn like that and the turkey legs, because oftentimes there were certain booths that were selling both the turkey legs and the corn and they would do business all day. They would have a line and I had no problem standing in the line waiting for mine. I really didn't because I knew it was going to be delicious. And now I'm thinking of something else because I'm having these vivid like these vivid scenes coming back to my mind about like when I was at different fairs and stuff and I'm just seeing how they were set up and just everything that I smelled and everything I was taking in it's so funny how we record things as children and when you recall it you can see yourself right there again and I'm seeing the booths the street food um vendors with the smoked sausage on a stick that's all it was literally no bread nothing else just a big maybe like I don't know hey some of them seemed like they were a foot long just a piece of sausage on a stick that was grilled it was delicious you could put like ketchup or mustard or barbecue sauce whatever you wanted to but those were the bomb just a sausage on the stick the last time I had one of those was oh my goodness so so many years ago and it was at a renaissance festival and uh i really liked it it was good i haven't had smoked sausage in in years and i really used to like smoked sausage um kind of off the subject but still on the topic of sausage <laughs> it's not street food but the hamburger stand um was a place that i used to frequent and just get like their smoked sausage sandwiches it was basically rye bread with smoked sausage and mustard. Sometimes I would add cheese. But for the most part, the flavor of that smoked sausage with just the mustard and that bread was delicious. Yes. But moving along to the next street food item. So, hmm. What is... Oh, okay. Can we talk about those... They're like roasted pecans and they had almonds as well the basically they were the booths that sold those 
the nuts, the really good, like caramelized, they were like kettle nuts and they were delicious, those things. Now, when you walk past that booth, mm, it was hard not to stop and get one of those. And basically, they sold them in one of those little cones. They're like a cone of tissue, not tissue paper, but like parchment paper. I can't even really, you know what I'm talking about. Kettle sweet pecans, basically, is what they were. And yes, that aroma was just mm, so good. I can taste those. Now, I have made, you know, um, sweet pecans here at home, which mimic that flavor. And actually, I, I, okay, I do have to say mine were better because of the simple fact that I didn't use as much sugar and they didn't have, like, big chunks of crystallized sugar, which sometimes you'd run across with those nuts, getting them at fairs and stuff. And you'd bite into the nut and there would be, like, a big piece of crystallized sugar which could break a tooth like it used to be pretty hard so but they were delicious I liked those the kettle kettle pecans and I suppose to close this episode what, what's gonna be the last street food here that's gonna come to my mind huh okay I don't think it really qualifies as food, and I certainly would not eat it now at this point. But cotton candy. Cotton candy has always fascinated me. I'm like, who came up with this idea to take sugar and make it into what resembles cotton? And it's just, I mean, it's nothing but pure sugar. It re- I used to eat it as a kid. Okay, again, I had a lot of crazy stuff as a kid. I remember eating cotton candy the most at the circus. So, you know, I, wow. Yeah, I had cotton candy and I would typically get like a hot dog and popcorn and like a snow cone. And most of the time, like my grandmother would take me to the circus and she never really told me no when it came to anything uh with food pretty much whatever I asked for she would give to me which was not you know now I I think about it I'm like that wasn't really too good but I mean you know she was only doing it because she loved me and she wanted me to be happy and she knew that food really excited me so she would just you know let me get whatever but cotton candy yeah I used to eat cotton candy and that's just uh that's a common thing definitely a street like I said I don't think it qualifies as food but you do often see it at festivals and fairs and carnivals and stuff and um, that would actually be quite interesting if somebody chose to actually open a cotton candy cart just randomly in any town I've never seen that like I said I've only seen the cotton candy served at fairs and stuff but that would be interesting just to see someone on the corner in like a neighborhood or wherever they could get a permit to set up just selling cotton candy. I bet you they would do good because there are people who really like cotton candy. Do you listening like cotton candy? And if you do, do you like the pink or the blue? I really don't remember the flavors. I mean, I remember the flavor of cotton candy itself, but I don't think the flavor... I don't think you could say, oh, this is cherry cotton candy or this is watermelon cotton candy. It's just, 
it's just cotton sugar <laughs> is what it is and how it just dissolves in your mouth oh my gosh wow so yeah those are just a few of my memories about street food and maybe I've aroused some of your you know memories about street food and Again, I would like to hear your stories if you have any that you would like to share. I just think it's interesting um, hearing about different types of food that people have eaten, you know, from street vendors and stuff. So, and maybe I'll do another episode where I'll speak of other types of street food that I've had. But for now, I think that I've mentioned the most relevant and the ones that really just really came up and stood out in my mind as I remember being delicious. So, yeah. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Pardon me. Um, Go forth and truly enjoy a delicious day. Maybe some good street food will come your way. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. And technically, I'm going to rhyme again with this closing line. I am sending much love and flavor your way. Again, I will say, have a delicious day.